Let loose with Vontae and Josh. Let loose with Vontae and Josh. Let loose with Vontae and Josh. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Let It Loose with Vontae and Josh. And we are back. And we are black? Black. Saying that with a question mark. Black? Caramel. (laughs) Chocolate. Chocolate, milk chocolate, no pistachio, butter pecan, walnut. Some people walnut. Uh, I was about to say, ooh, I'm gonna say walnut flavored walnut color. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, our all of our walnut flavored people? <laughs> We got, we got, we got to figure out what we gonna call the people who listen to us, like the losers, the losers, <laughs> the losers. No, it can't be the losers. <laughs> it's too close to loser. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a loser. <laughs> Sound like you got a bad accent. <laughs> just have, just have uh, church mates that say loser. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm loser because of Vontae and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> My loose party, the loose part, the loose pit. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll come up with something. I think. Yeah. I think. I think we'll do. Right. Well, how was your week, Josh? My week has been cool. Um, very very busy, very usual. Um. Uh, I went, oh, 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 let me tell you, I went to Nashville. Oh, I forgot about Nashville. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. How did Nashville go? I First of all, I love Nashville. Nashville is like a, a second home to me. I feel like if I was to move anywhere, Nashville is probably on my top three places. Which is really odd because it's in a red state. Now, mm. with with that being said, Vante, here's the tea. Now I went down because my, you know, me and my friend Bailey, shout out to Bailey, we uh, buy each other concert tickets like all the time. We're big concert heads. So mm-hmm. I bought her tickets for Lizzo for her birthday. Her birthday is two days after mine. Mm-hmm. And. For my birthday, she bought tickets to Lil Nas X, both in Nashville. I'm actually going to go see Lizzo in uh, a week from now. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going back to Nashville. But anyway, went to go see Lil Nas X on Saturday. We go, we go down to uh, Nashville, we checked into a hotel, we flew, you know, everything's cool. We go out the night before, like, you know, Broadway, all the honky tonks are, are packed, white people mm-hmm. are, are being overly friendly, you know, it's just, it's a time, right? And um, only for me to wake up at, um, uh, Nine in the morning the next day to find oh. out that Lil Nas X has moved his concert back by a day. And what? Yes. So he moved his concert back by a day. Um, I'm assuming it had to do with the hurricane. Uh-huh. Um, and not being able to get all the stuff to the venue. Uh, for the action. So, 9 a.m., the day of the concert, he puts out a statement and says that he's moving, he's moving the, the concert again. Um, and that everybody's, everybody's tickets are being covered, blah, blah, 
Um, only thing is, I had a flight out the next morning at six in the morning. Oh, got to back. So went down there for nothing. Spent all that money for nothing. What? So. So you you had a flight out the next morning, the day after the concert was supposed to happen. Yes. You couldn't cancel it. It's too late. So she went without you. You had to give your ticket away. No, she didn't go without me. She she was flying out with me on that same flight at six a.m. Does so, Bailey live here? Yeah. Oh, I thought Bailey lived out of town for some reason. Uh, well, she's she's uh, she's in Ohio, uh, up in Bowling Green, and plans to move to Nashville. But yeah, she lives here. Okay. And uh, so it's sad. I'm I'm still upset. Um. Damn, I was wondering why I ain't never seen no video or like no. I'm like, I oh yeah, no. you know, you you know for a fact would have saw the turn up. And let me just tell you, all right, I've been seeing videos and clips of this of this concert on social media, um, and he is hosting twerking competitions. Let me tell you, flapjacks would have been up there. All right, flapjacks would have been up there. <laughs> I don't know what I would have been shaking. I would have been shaking stomach, elbows, and back. Okay? But it would have been amazing. Did you, did you have good seats, too? Yes. Oh, oh, oh Lord. So, oh. I mean, granted, granted, she could get a refund uh, for, the, for the show. So, that's, like, not bad. But we're going to try again. We're gonna try again with Lizzo next week, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how that goes. Well, I'm sad you didn't get to go, man. You were so pumped. I just knew, I first knew something was happening. I'm like, damn, didn't y'all do something big this week? Wow, well, you know. What? Uh, I mean, other than that, I'm taking my uh, boys to Blink next week, so that'll be. That's cool. I ain't never been a blank. You should so go. It's, it's like, it's actually like a lot of fun. If you're drunk and a little high, I'm not going to be drunk and high with you, but if you are intoxicated, uh, it's a time. It's a vibe, okay. Yeah. Might think about it. Might think about it. Well, my week has been a journey. <laughs> Oh, God. So the other day, look, I talked to I went to the doctor last week. Mm-hmm. About physical. Physical went great, guys. Hey. The first time I had a physical and the doctor ain't grabbed my nuts and tell me to cough. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Like it's an that's a bro, because I was hating that. Cause I was like, I like my doctor, and I was like, it's gonna change our relationship. Like, you know what I mean? Right, Bro, you grab my nuts to tell me to cough, nigga. We is not in the same level no more. <laughs> it's weird. So, um, <laughs> so I told I told my doctor, like, look, I come back in four months. I'm going to be 20 pounds lighter. Okay. So he said, cool. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm supposed to be doing that, working on it. Please trying it. So the other day I decided I had a long day at work. So I was, bro, what I usually do at work is I will, every morning, usually I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I get a refresher, a medium refresher. And they got like donut bite, they not donut bites, bagel. It's like two bagel balls with cream yeah. cheese in them. I get two big, ba- I get that. Two bagel bites with the cream cheese and a refresher. That's my breakfast. And that's what I eat until I get off work at 4 from 6.30. So I eat that shit around 6.45 every day. And I don't eat shit else to 4. So after work, I'll be hungry. Mm-hmm. That's a long nine and a half hour shift from 6.30 to 4 with no no food but two fucking bagel bites. 
I mean, I could get more, but sometimes I'd just be like, I'm just trying to get in the habit of just eating light instead of eating like two fucking two fucking uh McMuffins and a frap and a hash brown and some, you know, I ain't trying to do all that shit. So I've been trying to do that. So I get off work this day, you know, on like Tuesday or some shit. And I'm going to White I say I'm about to go to fucking White Castles. Go to White Castles. Now this White Castles is in a bad intersection when you get out of White Castles. The one by Cole and the one right there when you get off the highway and the speedway right there. Oh, oh, okay. By 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 your brother in law. It's like a beat, and you know the Kroger's over there. So, um, I didn't want to cross this. I didn't want to cross that busy ass intersection because it's kind of hard. I did it before, but that shit dangerous mm-hmm. because so many blind spots. Somebody could hit T bone you. I ain't want to chance it. So I say I'm gonna just go up the street, the back street, and then just turn at a light, so it'll be easier. So I mm-hmm. go to I go up a couple of streets. I go up a couple of streets. Turn at the light. Now, as the light, it's a four-way light. The left, the right, my light, and in front of me. You want the left and the right, like, left and the right, for they red lights. It's green for me and the person across. So I let them go so I could turn left, right? Mm-hmm. I start turning left, and I hear something. It sounds like a police, it sounds like a fire, like, you know the the sound that the fire truck makes, not not the like the siren. Uh, uh, uh. Like I was hearing something like that, and I'm looking around while I'm turning. I'm like, where the fuck is the fire truck? Am I in the way of the fire truck? And I look in my rearview mirror, and and I heard something before I looked in my rearview. I heard like, burr, 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 burr. I was like, like something was talking out of the speaker. I was like, what the fuck is that? But I was listening to a podcast in my car. I'm like, maybe it's the podcast. Now I look in my rearview mirror to look behind me. It's the fucking police. Mm. I said, oh, shit. Ooh, and it was. Right. Mount Healthy Police and a Ford Black Ford Explorer. I was like, oh, damn. God damn, 47. He pulled me over. And he was like, hey, I was trying to tell you, like, Left here, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, he was like, I was like, like, yeah, it's a sign right there." I was like, "Sir, I honestly did not see that sign." Like, so he asked for my license and stuff like that, and my insurance. So my insurance, you know, they insurance, they ain't verify shit. You just gotta show them your insurance card and you say at least say your name on it. They be like, "Oh, okay, looks good, whatever." So. He he come back to the car. Was I was like, before he leaves, I'm giving him my life. I was like, man, damn, is this a ticket? He's like, yeah, it is a citation. I said, fuck. Here we go. I said, me. And I was like, god damn, I ain't going to be. I said, my insurance going to be $9 million a month at this point. I said, because I just, me and the police in this car, and cars just don't get along. So he come back to the car. He's like, look, man, I really believe that you didn't see it. Just look out for it next time. I'm going to just give you a warning this time. I said, oh, my God. Look at God shining on me. So, yeah. Look, so, I, I mean, like. I, I thought that was the whole thing. Thank you. Oh, you're so kind. Use a good Use a good scops. Use a good. It lets me loose. It <laughs> <laughs> lets me off with some water. It lets me off. Oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, you know. So, I mean, that was cool. I mean, you know, your heart kind of dropped for a second, but I was just like, you know, that was your speaker trying to warn me and shit. So it was hilarious. So, I mean, he was cool about it. So everything went well. And then, you know, I'm still trying to interview people for the for the job, for, you know, fill up our staff and my job. But So we had some interesting interviews, and I've been calling people like, hey, you know, <laughs> when they coming in I for their interviews, you be calling people like, "Hey, you know." Like when they, you, I'll well, I'll schedule an interview, but the day of the interview, I would check with you to make sure we're still on, so I don't waste my fucking time. 
because we have it scheduled because I have to do it. Not only you're doing an interview with me, you're doing it with my boss as well. Because basically I'm shadowing him in interviews. So when he feels comfortable, he'll let me do it. So this one per this one girl, I say, hey, because her interview was scheduled at like kind of the end of my shift. Mm-hmm. Like 345, I get off at four. So you know, I'm ready to go after that shit. But I'm like, hey, I text her around like two. Like, hey, are so are we still off at 345? This motherfucker texts me back and said, Mind you guys, this is a valet job. This motherfucker text back was like, oh. Found out my license was suspended. Oh, girl. <laughs> oh. Fried. Right. You gotta go somewhere. <laughs> right. So this is the second incident with my job with a um people trying to apply for a position. The one guy applied, took the drug test. He was in there ratting the red. We was like, my boss asked, like, hey, we're going to do a drug test. So, I mean, is you going to be able to pass? Well, he was like, oh, I don't do anything. You know, I don't even drink. Wow. You know, such and such. I'm like, I look at him like when he said drink, I was like, motherfucker, you ain't college. Stop it. Don't drink. What kind of fucker? You ain't no square. Because I know the friend that recommended you, and that motherfucker get down. <laughs> so, turned out this motherfucker did something because the people, the drug test people call back and they usually don't call. If they call, it's a problem. So, they call and they said, well, hey, the guy that you sent there here, his temperature was off on his piss. And so, even my boss being as nice, I think because we desperate. He's just like, you know what? I'll give him another chance. Tell me he's going to need to go retake the test in a couple of days. Never did it. I said, so this motherfucker had some fake piss and then heat it up. Or keep it warm. Fried. So, yeah, that was my week. But other than that, it's been a good week. My week is over. Thank God we're here. Mm-hmm. And the only fucked up thing was me and YP was going to go to the uh, Peach Cobbler factory. Yeah, you know, the Peach Cobbler Factory that opened up in Westchester. No. We're just going to go there. Yeah, it's a place called the Peach Cobbler Factory. I'm going to send it to you. Um, we're just going to go up there. They got all kind of peach cobblers, banana puddings, all kind of shit. It look good. Fucking, I'm playing. I'm like, baby, I'm going to take you somewhere on Friday. She's like, we're going down on a date. I was like, eh, it's a date, but it's not dinner. You know what I mean? So it's like a dessert date. So she texted me this morning with a screenshot my wife. And says they put a post on Facebook says sorry guys we're out until further notice because of dysfunctional oven I said what the fuck dysfunctional <laughs> oven. okay dysfunctional oven. speaking of dysfunctional what you got Josh well let's go ahead and hop into the mess this week we know that the well, let's start with this functional Kanye's ass, all right? Uh, Kanye was seen with Candace Owens at an event <clears throat> wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. Now, Kanye is very interesting subject. I mean, this is a completely out of left field for Kanye. I mean, we know he was on that Trump shit a couple years ago. Then he was like, fuck Trump, I'm running for president. And then he was like, you know what? Donda, I found Jesus. And then he was back on Donda. And now, I just, I don't know what's going on. Pray for Kanye. Oh, I really don't. You got anything to comment on this dysfunctional man? Um, I really feel like it's a deeper meaning to it. Honestly, I feel like not trying to piss off black people or trying to say like white matter, white lives matter over black people. I think it's a diss to the Black Lives Matter Association because he feels like. 
Like a lot of people feel like that that shit was a scam because if you think about the things that keep coming about out about the actual Black Lives Matter like program or whatever the fuck it is, not not the movement, it's the 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 business side about it. They're trying to say that basically, like the person who started it was finessing money and taking money away from the organization. Like it's a scam. Like this motherfucker really ain't doing shit. He like he doing shit, but they. It's, it's an ulterior motive. It's not what it's supposed to be. This motherfucker making money off of pain type shit. And Kanye basically like, this is a fucking scam. So I think he'd be an asshole talking about, oh, he gonna scam this shit. Why your lives matter, bitch? Because that shit, you don't give a fuck about niggas. Basically is what he's trying to say. That's what I'm interpreted as. I don't feel like he going now, but on the other hand, Fuck is you with Candace Owens? I'm very confused because I'm just like, I mean, I get that they both kind of right wing, but it's just like she coon on a whole nother level of coon. Yes, yes. So it's just like, I mean, I don't know. She like, I don't drink Kool-Aid type of coon. (laughs) I (laughs) we okay. That was stupid. <laughs> um, but I think I, I don't know. This is coming also coming from the same Kanye who was like, uh, uh, Harriet Tubman didn't free slaves. Like, I just don't <laughs> like. I hear what you're saying, and but like. Again, all of that stuff is alleged. We don't actually know, no, for real. But I feel like there's a way, easier way to do this than to be with Candace Owens and be talking about white lives matter. It just, it's not a good look, Kanye, and it's never been a good look. I've just, I've been off the Kanye bandwagon for a while. I love Kanye as a musician. I think he's brilliant. Kanye, the person, has a lot to work on. And I'm sure he does think white lives matter because look at his whole fucking... Never mind. Never mind. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, at at this point, I don't know why black people are shocked. And I kind of like, I kind of think he enjoys the shock value of being viral and going viral and saying wild shit. I mean, it's the same nigga who said Kim had like a shit problem. She, like she couldn't shit or something. Like, a, a, I don't know what she, he said she had some type of syndrome. Irritable bowel syndrome or some shit. <laughs> like, I mean, it's the same nigga. And hey, Kim Kardashian, what the fuck do we expect? This nigga was with the trashiest family, one of the trashiest families in Hollywood. Literally, the motherfucking people who fucking culture vultured the biggest and the best. And now these bitches, every, what they do is they culture vote and then try to act black. But then when shit hit the fan, the black people snap on them. They want to turn back into little Armenian white girls. We ain't got time for that shit. So, I mean, Kanye is doing what the fuck I thought a motherfucker like Kanye would do. Shit, okay. this... No, keep talking. That just reminded me. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, Kanye is a different type of person. I feel like whatever he's doing, it's a, it's a strategy to it. Like, maybe he did that to cause an uproar and then he's going to come with something else. I don't fucking know. But, I mean, people... He, I mean, you can't cancel that nigga, really. I mean, you can, but it's like he's a billionaire, so it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, what the fuck are you canceling? It'd be different if he only had $2 million. So it's just like, we're not gonna stop hearing about this motherfucker. This motherfucker literally finesse, is the king finesser of the world right now. He is selling homeless-looking-ass clothes for thousands of dollars you a shirt that got more holes in it than it does shirt. Not more holes. Dollars. And people are buying that shit. Literally a Hanes, a thick ass Hanes shirt with hella holes in it. 
holes in it. Not like not like a little hole, a little slit there. I'm talking full bull, full fledged, you got shot in chest holes. And people are buying <laughs> that shit. So that's why I would never understand the fucking fashion world. Never understand it. So I mean I don't know. I feel like there's a people finesse behind in, it. People wore holes in their jeans uh, for a long period of time. Yeah, but I mean, it's different with the shirt. I mean, if half of the shirt is missing, what the fuck you got a shirt on for? Right. Um. Okay. With that being said, uh, what something about the Kanye thing just reminded me. Um, about uh, have you seen the shit about Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker. Oh, Herschel Walker is a politician. He has a uh, <laughs> who has a lot of interesting chances. And when you like, when you think of like right wing. Black people, there's mm-hmm. there's Candace Owens, there's Omarosa, and then this guy, right? <laughs> and so, uh, so Herschel is the father of Christian Walker, the the boy who was cussing out Kehlani in the um. I'm sorry. I'm trying to turn off my phone too. Uh, we were fucking up Kehlani in the. Uh, oh, in the Starbucks drive-thru. Yes. Um, I feel sick. Hold the phone. Yes, the one who was cussing out uh, Kehlani in the Starbucks drive-thru. Right. So that the, the apple don't fall too far far from the tree, but Herschel Walker is like a, a huge advocate for like abortion, and he's very pro life and like like very hard on abortion. So like no, um, no excuses. Like incest is not an excuse. Rape is not an excuse. Um. You know, if the mother is about to die, it's no excuse. Like, there's no reason for you to abort a baby at all. And um, in Herschel Walker's eyes. Um, And what's coming out is he actually paid $700 for his uh, either wife or his girlfriend to get an abortion. Oh. Mm-hmm. So a hypocrite, we say. Yes, a hypocrite, we say. Wow. Um, and it just reminded me of Kanye, because like Kanye is so, it's kind of flip floppy with the black community for me. Like, on one hand, he, you know, George, you know, he called George Bush out during the Katrina thing, right? And then he's out here wearing white lives. It just doesn't add up to me. I'm. I just. I don't know. I, it doesn't add up. I think he's very impulsive. Yeah. Well. Well. And we well, got. We also have to consider that, like, you know, we 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 actively know that Kanye has mental health issues. Um, right. And is actively working towards that, but that does not mean he has worked through everything. Um, And I'm sure going through that and going through the divorce at the same time is not uh, conducive. conducive. So, I don't know. Positive thoughts to Kanye. Hopefully, hopefully, um, I don't know. You cannot keep hanging with Candace. Uh, you're gonna lose a fan real quick. Because absolutely not. Absolutely not. I can, I, can, I, can, I can deal with you outbursting, but not you're not about to be with Coon Coon Candace. No. Well, Coonda forever. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, 
speaking of Wakanda forever, all right, there was a solar panel salesman who uh, was chasing down a certain clientele. All right, <laughs> Vata, you want to tell us that? Well, so this solar salesman, he was a door-to-door salesman selling like solar panels, trying to get people to switch electric to solar panels. So he knocks on this guy's door, and you can see this video is recorded from Ring Doorbell or something, Ring, Blink, whatever the fuck. So um, the guy, he plays like three, 10 seconds, and the guy comes to the door. He's like, hey, how you doing, man? You know, I'm we're out here selling, get people to switch to solar panels, and I work for a company, and we're trying to sell. And as he's he wants to say to the, we're trying to knock on all the neighbor's door. He accidentally says, we are trying to sell to all the niggers. He was like, oh. And mind you, the person who opened the door was a black guy. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm so sorry, dude. Mm-hmm. And he like, he knew he fucked up. And the dude, and the black dude was cool about it. He was like, all right. He was like, I'm so sorry. He was like, all right. And he shut the door on his ass. So, Safe to say that motherfucker probably fired. Oh, yeah. He should be, if not, because I'm just like, how do you make that mistake, niggers, neighbors? But that goes to that goes to tell me that's already in your vocabulary. For you to make such a simple slip up like that, you use that word more, more frequently than you let on. Right, and you just said it because you and you said it because you was thinking, "Fuck, I don't want to knock on these niggas' door." Right, that must have been what you was thinking, bro. Because there's no way that could have slipped out. Right, and then especially it being a black man who answered the door. Right, right. what a coincidence! Yeah. Racist shows up at your door. <laughs> I Sad. Feel like, I feel like that's an episode of What Would You Do. <laughs> what right. would you do if racism showed up at your door? The <laughs> fool. Well, um, speaking of fucked up shit, the funniest shit. Louisiana State. I think he's a state senator, some shit. Mm-hmm. So he, I guess he's like did a, like a campaign or something, mm-hmm. trying to get reelected. He said. Said, I back the blue. And he said, for all the people who don't like cops for being cops, he's like, next time you get in trouble, you call a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker said that shit. <laughs> he said, oh, oh, God. Why am I calling a crackhead? Because we can't call yeah. the police. That's basically what you're saying. If you if you saying fuck the police and you don't back the blue, we'll call a crackhead to save you. When you in some trouble. Uh... Okay, well, a crackhead don't necessarily want to kill you, so it might be I mean, not saying all cops want to kill you, but I mean given the fact that people be dying. From calling the police, how the fuck I get in trouble? And I'm the one called y'all. Right. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? Next time you in trouble, call. That motherfucker said, "Next time you in trouble, call a crackhead." I said, "What the fuck is going on in America?" <laughs> <laughs> it just don't yeah, make so sense. Fun. And I bet you he said it's serious as fuck too. Serious <laughs> as <laughs> fuck. Right. I'm gonna send it to you on Instagram when we get out here. You but you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I've seen the video. I think I saw mm-hmm. the video and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right. Well, no. yeah. You don't like cops because they cops. <laughs> Next time you're in trouble, call a crackhead. You know what? I will because crackheads will do anything for some crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't met the right crackhead. Right. I guarantee if it's a crack, you'd be like, rest him. 
All right. <laughs> Hang back, motherfucker. So I don't know, man. Well, that shit, that that shit tickled me. Well, speaking of, uh, <clears throat> while we on the politics front, like and talking about drugs and crackheads and stuff, Biden uh, has made some progression in the fight to decriminalize uh, marijuana possession. So today, mm-hmm. just literally broke today, uh, Biden Biden pardoned all federal offenses of simple marijuana possession. Um, like we said, this is the first kind of big step for the country in terms of um, full de- uh, decriminalization de- de- uh, can't speak decriminalization of marijuana usage in America. But basically, what he's doing is a three-step program um, or a three-step campaign. Um, One of his campaign promises, he did say that he was going to decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. So basically, anybody who has a uh, small uh, marijuana uh, usage or selling offense at the federal level, Right. Very, very important to note. At the federal level, we'll receive a pardon. Right now, people are thinking that's upon thousands and thousands of people, mainly black and brown people who look like you and me, uh, who will be released from jail uh, with no repercussion, right? Which basically means they can go out, get a job, they can become fully fledged members of society, um, which is which is great because. You know, nobody should go to jail for 10 plus years for selling a dime back. Or, (laughs) you know, it just don't make no damn sense. Um, Especially when we know that, you know, marijuana consumption upon white and black people are pretty much the same. Um, But we just have to tackle how we go about. Um, weed in this country because weed is not like crack. Weed is not like heroin. Weed is very, very, like a very, very different drug. Um, I like when I think of weed, I think of weed on the same level as coffee. Um, you know, yeah, that's just addictive, but it's not gonna hurt you necessarily. I mean, you are smoking, so like it does affect your lungs and shit, but it's not like bad. Right. right, alcohol is actually worse, right? Right. So there's that. So that that's the big step. The next thing, um, like looking towards the future, Biden is calling upon all of the governors uh, of the states to start uh, to do the same in pardoning these minor uh, marijuana offenses. So we'll see right. which states actually fall in line with that, right? Obviously, if you live in a state where uh, recreational marijuana is legal, then you don't have no problem. But as for like people who live in, say, Ohio, you know that may or may not happen for those folks, right? Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, and hopefully, and he's hoping that, you know, if they do, if they're able to give these pardons out to people, we can start real talks on the state levels to be criminalizing marijuana all over. Um, And lastly, he's also reclassifying um, the severity of marijuana. So uh, I believe right now at at the federal level, marijuana offenses are categorized above heroin, right? Which is ridiculous. so that definitely needs to be reevaluated and come down. So it's a major step in the right direction. Right. The big step that we want is for the, the complete demo, uh, decriminalization. You know, and, and you know, legalize it and, and, and have people be merry and do whatever the fuck they do. Right? Right. Um, I, and I think ultimately in the next 10, 15 years, that will happen, and we will see a society where people are smoking 
smoke uh, weed just like people smoke cigarettes. Right. And um, it'll just be what it is. But uh, we'll see. What do you think? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I guess I'm happy, but I mean, we got to see the details come out for real, for real to see the fine print. <laughs> you know, because it's always a catch-22, so let's see. I mean, so, I mean, hopefully it frees a lot of people with, like I said, like you said, in there for a fucking dime bag. Two or ten years for a dime. Literally ten for a ten. Right. So, but I, I mean, hope it works out. But I do feel like on the other on the other tip, like you know, the people who are complaining, like you know, why didn't we get the full dem- decriminalization and blah blah blah? My my thing is, y'all, y'all don't know politics, right? Right. Like, this stuff takes time and it takes baby steps, right? And like, just like the loan forgiveness shit, right? The fact that we get anything at all is a blessing, right? Right. So, I get what y'all saying. Like, we need to keep fighting for for it to be legalized, but um, I feel like we, you know, it's it's okay to stop and and celebrate. And I'm I'm especially happy for like my brothers and sisters who's about to be getting out of jail, like and giving their life back. Right. right. Because there are way there are people out here committing way more serious offenses, right? That can, mm-hmm. that can go to jail and uh okay <laughs> so continuing on uh still on the politics side of things we have Brett Favre all right scamming Mississippi welfare all right so if you don't wow. know yes so if you don't know Brett Favre uh Dante who is Brett Favre <laughs> Brett Favre legendary quarterback Known for playing for the Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl champion, and and after he retired, you probably seen him on a lot of Wrangler Jean commercials. <laughs> so yeah, country boy at heart, but fucked up person in the soul. Yeah, so let's talk about. It. So Brett Favre is tied to this Mississippi scandal. Um, which is like fraud that's coming out of the of the state of Mississippi, funds were mm-hmm. mishandled, blah 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 blah. So let's let's start by saying Brett Favre isn't like isn't the only person involved. Like there was a lot of dirty stuff that was going on in Mississippi at the time. And let our, let me remind you, Mississippi is the poorest state in America, other than like West Virginia. Um, wow. Yeah, Mississippi is one of the poorest states in America. Mississippi also, like when it comes to education, is all is probably one of the most behind states in education. Um, and overall, just kind of a miserable state. Mm. Uh, I'm just being honest. Um, but so, of course. All of this mishandling of funds happened during the pandemic when people were getting those right. loans. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's tied to that. Um, Brett Favre was uh, backing the University of Mississippi. He was trying to build a five million dollar uh, volleyball stadium, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to spend his own money to build it. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, so what did he do? He rubbed elbows with the governor at the time. Uh, and there are actually text messages that have been uncovered between the two. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, and it was like, and Far literally was asking the governor. Hey, if you were to pay me X amount of dollars, is there any way that the media would find out? And the governor was like, "Yeah, of course I could do that, but 
we can't we can't let this get out because I'm too old to go to this. Mm-hmm. And so the money that they ended up taking was supposed to be was supposed to go to the welfare, like the poorest of Mississippi residents. Right. During a global pandemic where people are not working. Right. And um I think it was something crazy like seven point seven million dollars was taken mm. from, from the residents of Mississippi who right. who who really needed it. And um yeah, so that's that's what's going on. Brett Favre, but then they say like he was trying to build a volleyball stadium in honor of his daughter or some shit? I don't think in honor of his daughter. His daughter currently plays... Was a volleyball the, player for yeah, the, for the volleyball team. Yeah. Right? Now, in, in, in this article that I'm reading in the Commercial Appeal, um, he didn't want to pay for it. However, um, during his career, Favre made at least one hundred forty million dollars. One hundred forty million. So he probably got fifty million out the taxes and shit. Sixty million. But he all the endorsement deals. He definitely made way over a hundred million. So he could have built that shit in his sleep. Well, and it, I mean they're getting into the the numbers. So basically. Mississippi, it says Mississippi are Mississippians are especially uh, disgusted uh, with the state's long history of ignoring the needs of its impoverished citizens. Mississippi, mm-hmm. Yes, Mississippi is the poorest state in the country, with twenty percent of its residents living in poverty. Um, oh. I mean, that's a lot of people. Uh, in basic assistance, Mississippi ranks forty seventh. Amongst the U.S. states, in, a, in the amount of that it spent, um, oh. and basically people are just like coming for them. Taxpayers are like pissed, um, and basically they're like, "Where the fuck is our money, bitch?" Right. Like we so, paying for the people, y'all ain't giving it to the people. So what the fuck y'all doing with it? Building a motherfucking volleyball stadium? Got me fucked up. Right. I mean, and of course, like I said, Brett Favre isn't the only person attached to the scandal. There was a lot of money allocated to, like, things that we don't even know about. So I'm sure all of that stuff is going to come to light. But, Mm -hmm. Brett, I hope you rock for this. This is crazy. This is crazy. How do you do the reverse Robin Hood? You stealing from the poor and giving to the rich. Like, it doesn't make any sense. What's wrong with the volleyball? Obviously, Mississippi had a volleyball team before. What was wrong with their facilities before? And why couldn't they raise the money? All this money that people paying in tuition to go to the University of Mississippi, they couldn't pay for a new stadium? Or they didn't want to pay for a new stadium? And then you have the money, Brett. But you don't want to pay. You don't want to use your money. It don't make sense. No fucking fundraiser like everybody, like all the rest of they do. It don't make sense. And the governor, for the governor to sit there and be texting him back and forth with a paper trail, saying I don't want to go to jail, but you about to do it. You going to jail, sir? Mm. Well. That's that. All right. Kind of the last thing I want to talk about. Well, I have two more things. And uh, do you have an Am I the Asshole? Did you find one? I will find one while we talk about the other thing. Okay, great. So one is a local story of a trans teen. Um, a trans teen at uh, Marimont High School. Uh, one homecoming princess. Um, so if you know anything about like high school homecomings, you know that like people vote mm-hmm. for king and queen and prince and princess, depending on like what class you're in. And then like 
some schools, especially like Marymount, have a uh, parade on homecoming day. And it's like a, a big thing for the community, right? Um, well, apparently this trans teen, this trans uh, girl was not even running. Like, like she wasn't running herself. She didn't even put her name in the race. Um, a whole bunch of homophobes and transphobes uh, at her school decided it would be funny if the trans girl won homecoming princess. Um, so in an act to embarrass her um, and and like point and make fun of her, they elected her homecoming princess. Um, and since then, the school has received a lot of backlash. Um, but she has taken it all in stride. And she's like, you know what? If they're going to vote me princess, I'm going to be the best damn princess there is, bitch. Um, so, I mean, she still showed up. She still received her crown. She still uh, went into the parade, even though there was protesters and haters, adults and kids alike. Um, just like just like a true definition of a badass, like taking something that like could have scarred her, right, for the rest of her mm -hmm. life, but she really took it and embraced it, and now she's getting national attention for it. Um, to which I say, good for her, right. I would say there has to be some kind of repercussions for the students who did this, right? Who did it with the malicious intention of mm -hmm. embarrassing, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the truth of the matter is, Marie Mont's a, a pretty white school, and uh, I don't think. I don't think I but shout out to her. I thought that was just really cool and like really, really dope of her to do because ain't nobody got to talk about shit. Um, shout out to her. Shit, God don't like us. Look at God. Right. All right. Lastly, uh, last on the docket, I, I wanted to bring this up because the internet was just kind of like buzzing for a few days about this, and um, it got me thinking a lot. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the Try Guys, um, Vontae. Um, no. You're not, you're not. Well, they used to be, they're on YouTube. They, they're literally four guys who tried things. Um, and then, so there's Ned, Keith, Zach, Eugene and um, Eugene, like they all have their like stick, right? Eugene is like he's he's Asian, he's from the South, and he's gay, right? Um, Zach is like the funny, quirky one who could like never really get a date. Uh, Keith is the like kind of funny one, like but also like very like mature and like typical like white guy. <laughs> and then Ned is the uh, guy who like loves his wife, loves love, has two kids, like that's his whole that's his whole brand, right? And yeah. so but uh they were originally with BuzzFeed um uh, mm -hmm. and literally they go around just trying shit. That's their whole stick. And they left BuzzFeed and then they started their own company and they still release Try Guys videos today. They've blown up, they have like millions of subscribers. Right? They're like up there with Mr. B Beast and like all of those types of YouTube. Oh my god. Yeah. So the other day it breaks that Ned um, remember, Ned has built a whole um, persona, internet persona, 
based on the fact that like he's a devoted husband and he loves his kids. Well, it turns out he cheated. And <laughs> he cheated. And get this, his wife is very much a part of the company. Right? And she's like, like they have a cookbook together called Date Night Cookbook. They had a podcast together called Baby Steps talking about pregnancy and birth. Like all of this stuff. And then um, he turns around and does it. Right? And at first when I was looking at it, it was like Try Guys. You know, it was like um, Ned from the Try Guys cheated on his wife or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ain't no way this could be true. Right? Um, because literally his whole con- like all of his content are his kids and his wife. Wow. And like giving people advice on love and blah blah blah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, it turns out he was having a in a, a consensual, inappropriate relationship with another staff member at the company. Hmm. Another girl who works there. Allegedly, it's Alex. Right. This girl named Alex. Who's also appeared in many videos. Right? Right. So, like, a video comes out of them, like, kissing in public, etc., etc. Oh, my God. Immediately... Um, the Try Guys make a statement saying, "Look, he's out. <laughs> like, like we have cut off all communication with him. Mind you, they've been they've been together as a group for ten years. So, Bye. for all the for all three of them to see this and then be like, fuck that dude, you're out immediately is wild." Um, so I'm bringing this up because, like, a lot of people are talking about, oh, his poor wife, and you know, the you know, divorce is on the table now, blah blah blah, right? And it got me thinking, <laughs> it got me thinking about divorce in general. And mm-hmm. I saw another tweet that day that said, all of the all of the couples that are shouted out in Alicia Keys' Unbreakable. Uh-huh. You know, um, really gotta stay tuned. Unbreakable. Yeah. Uh-huh. All the couples she names drops in that in that song are either divorced or have major marital problems. Uh-huh. Um and so it got me thinking in general, and we could definitely continue this conversation next week, is about divorce in the Black community. Um, of course, we're seeing a larger amount of divorce as a society as a whole, but mm-hmm. what is the value of marriage now in the Black community? And are we getting married for the same reason that our parents got? You know, um, it's a vastly different world from our parents and our grandparents. Um, But cheating, right, and stepping outside of a marriage is not new, right? Right. Uh, And it's kind of always been around, but kind of never really talked about. So I want to get into that next week. Um, if you guys have something to add to the conversation, you can let us know about divorce, how you feel about divorce, or how you feel about marriage at letitloosepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and see what you think. All right. Back to you, Vanka. All right, guys. We're going to bring back a segment that we were doing that am I the asshole? It is time. Huh. And then and then we're out of here. Yeah. 
So, the am I the asshole I'm going to do today is, am I the asshole for kicking a server out of my wedding? I'm sorry? Am I the asshole for kicking a server out of my wedding? Okay. Okay. I, a 25-year-old female, my husband, 30-year-old male, and I got married last Friday. We planned our dream wedding down to our dream catering company. Wow. Dream catering company? Never knew that was a dream. Okay. The wedding was beautiful after the pic. The wedding was beautiful after the pictures we headed. After the pictures, we headed to our cocktail hour. And that's when I saw her. My guests were all told to wear dark colors so my husband and I stood out. I also asked my guests to wear minimal makeup. I had assumed that applied to the staff too. The server, 19-ish female, had on clearly too much eyeliner. She also had diamond studs in her ears, a flashy ring, and one of those ugly nose studs. The staff's uniform was a black long sleeve shirt, but on her, it was too low cut and her pants were too far tight. It was super distracting. She was walking around serving drinks and talking to my guests. I asked another member of the staff to speak to their boss. When their boss came out, I pointed out the servant asked that she be dealt with because she was super distracting. Their boss apologized and called the server back into the kitchen. Not even an hour later, the server was back out serving food for dinner. I called the boss over again and asked if the server could work at the back or go home. Her boss said they were short staffed tonight, so she she would see what she what could be done. After a couple of hours of not seeing her, I saw the server again behind the bar. I called the boss out one last time and told her if the server didn't leave, I would be calling the cops. The boss finally relented and told the girl to go home. My husband and mother-in-law said I was acting crazy and that I probably got a poor college kid fired over nothing. My mother and my mother and my maid of honor said, it's my wedding so I can do as I please. It's my wedding and I don't want someone overshining me and the service should know she's at work and not dress up so much. I feel kind of bad because she was pretty young. Am I the asshole? Mm. Yes, you are. This is you, you a fucking, you a fucking, um, you are insecure asshole. You're insecure because how the fuck you gonna tell people to wear minimal fucking makeup to your wedding? What kind of a fucked up request is that? I can understand tell people don't wear a fucking white, which should be common sense. But to tell people to wear minimal wet makeup. And you complain about the fucking waitress. So basically, you were scared that your husband was going to be looking at that waitress and her skimpy-ass outfit basically all night. So tell the truth. Bitch, you insecure. And that's fucked up. Because your insecurities... Don't nobody want your man? So yes, you the asshole. The insecure one. Yeah, I, I have to agree that you are an asshole. I do understand the sentiment of it is your wedding, right? And, you know, you're allowed to make specific request of the guests. Right. Like, the guests got the memo of the muted clothing. The guests got the, the memo of the muted makeup. Most likely, especially as somebody who works at events, right? Most likely, this girl right. is a, a, a temp, right? Which means she's coming right. in just to do whatever the fuck she's told and go home, right? right. And so, I mean, it could have been addressed differently. I do also agree that, like, it depends on how this girl was dressed and the type of event we're having, right? Right. Like, we are... At a wedding, we are at a wedding reception, right? That does not necessarily mean that you have to be dressed like you want to be, right? Um, because I can see how that can be super distracting, especially because you know I got my grandparents and stuff here. If you said all of those reasons, yes, 
But the number one thing that you said is that you didn't want to be overshot. And that's where the insecurity comes from. Right. That's where the insecurity comes from. So you are an asshole, unfortunately. Right. So, so. Boo! Sounds like you're probably going to get divorced anyway. At this rate. Boo, tomato, tomato. Uh, Right. And throw a pear. <laughs> but what do you guys think? Let us know. Uh, we'll post it and, and get the guys. Right? Was she the asshole, or it's her wedding and she and she wanted now? <laughs> <laughs> she wanted her way or the highway. All Let right. us know what you think at Let It Loose Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, thank you for listening, you guys, as always. Vontae, where can the people find you? They can find me at BJCannon1993 on Instagram, KingCannon93 on Snap, and Devontae Cannon on Facebook. And Devontae Cannon number two on TikTok. Where can the good people find you, Josh? All right, you guys can always find me at Josh Wordsmith on all the things uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, and <laughs> on TikTok. I don't know why I have a lot of question marks on and TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, we love you guys. Share the podcast, put it out there with your friends, all of the above. Uh, join the conversation, email us, all of the above. Because we want to interact with you guys. We want to continue to grow the podcast. So please, please, mm-hmm. please like it, follow us, share it, keep listening. Go back and listen to some other episodes. All right. Mm-hmm. Guys, I think season two is probably our funniest season. So yeah. check out all of our other stuff. All right. And with that, Monte, hit us with the album. Well, thank y'all for listening. You were just now listening to Letting It Do. With Vontae and Josh. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. See you next week.